0: Well, you just watched a video that we're going to watch for the next four weeks. Talking about family. We're going to talk about family this morning and what family means. Family, family is a word that often uh, in the past was used for something very, very, very positive. Uh, I can, you can remember with me, I watched the reruns. I'm only 34. Leave it to beaver. Family. Nothing's wrong. How she wore a dress every day, I don't know. My mom sure didn't. She's not here, so I can say that. But this is recorded, so if she listens to it. I'm probably in trouble. But we're gonna talk about family today and what family does. As you you watched in the video, they were looking at pictures. That's one of my favorite things to do. Okay, we I come from a hunting family, and it's really it's really cool to sometimes look at at old hunting pictures. And I have a picture from where I was. Uh, when I was 14, I shot my first deer. Um, that photo is locked up and you will never see it. Okay? It's one of those. But don't, don't you have things around your house, pictures or, or things that happen in a certain, at a certain time or certain point in your life and you look at them. And those memories just come rushing back like it just happened yesterday. Family is a big deal. The world says that family's not important. The the world says that the family doesn't exist anymore. That's only something in fairy tales or 1950s television. That's what the world says. In today's world, listen, I teach school. I'm around kids with broken families all the time, every day. They don't have the right concept of what family is. In their mind, family is maybe something negative, something they want to withdraw from. In church, at connection, we should be the exact opposite. We should be somewhere, we should be a family that when someone walks in the door, through the door, they should be greeted with our first impressions presentation team. They should be directed to the bathroom and show them where that is and there's coffee and popcorn and water. Accepted. I watch as our people in connection go up and they talk to people. They meet people out of their comfort zone. I witnessed this this morning. A lady walked up to a, a lady and she said, are you new here? She said, no, I've been here a couple times, but I haven't been here in a long time. And these are the words that I heard. Listen, listen, listen to this. Listen, this is very careful. This is very awesome. She said, you haven't been here in a while. That's okay. Welcome back. We're a family. We are a group of, and a body of believers that exist as a family. And what a family does when a family operates correctly is a family can act together. We can act together. Today is the fourth Sunday of the month. Those of you that are familiar with our fourth Sunday of the month uh, process at Connection, it's Touch Someone's Life Gift Sunday. Now, some of you visitors or our guests with us this morning say, what's Touch Someone's Life Gift? In a minute, this is what's going to happen. In a minute, we're going to have popcorn bags because, well, that just fits our style. Okay? And we're going to have a popcorn bag on all four of these aisles, and they're going to be passed back and forth. Listen, if you're not a member of Connection, please do not give. This is not for you. This is for you to watch. We want, to, we, we want to attempt to show you this morning what connection does as a family. As, to, as of today, connection over the last two, two and a half years has given over $9,000 away. Not for any other use other than to give to someone to bless them in their life and to show them that there is a God that loves them. That's it. Some of us do it in our daily life. I spoke last week about buying that guy's coffee. Listen, 49 cents at Hardy's is not a big deal. Well, man, I don't have $100 to give. Okay, we're not looking for 100 bucks. You got a nickel, a dime, a quarter. If somebody handed me $2 on certain days, $2 would be a big deal. And you know what I'm talking about. Because anywhere here you can get a thing, I believe. It's right at it. 2 bucks would probably get you a large coffee anywhere in town. We don't have Starbucks. I think they get you a small. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> so what we're going to do is uh, have, those, have, those, have those gentlemen come that with, the, with the bags. They're going to start taking the offering. But while they do, I want to I talk to you about this. They're just going to pass these bags. And as they pass, if it comes by you, okay. But I want to tell you this. Our lead team in our church operates as a family like this. If, it, if this bag comes by you, and you're going to feel awkward doing this, but you may say, man, there's, a, there's like a, this, this thing that I can't, maybe your water bill, something that you need. If this bag passes you and you need an extra five or 10 bucks, take it out of the bag. We don't want to touch this offering with us. This is for God. If you need it, you're here. Good. You set yourself in the right place today. But as they pass these bags, I want to read this story. This is from someone that has been given a touch someone's life gift and they've got to give it away. This person is here this morning. So if it sounds familiar, yep, you probably wrote it. am not going to give any, any names. It says this. No name. I stopped at McDonald's. There I met a man outside. I know we're not to look at appearances, but you could tell he, this guy could use some help. I had seen him there a few times before, and he was always walking. I approached him and explained what our church did once a month and why. Then I gave him the money. He told me that he'd moved back here, hoping things would be better. But so far, his luck had not changed. He thanked me many times and said if he didn't lose faith, he felt that things would turn around. Have you been there? Have you been where this man was? Listen, this is just a divine appointment that God said, watch this. An opportunity to give. It's a good feeling. To be able to help someone, especially someone you don't know. I was scared at first. But once I started talking, I felt relaxed. I need to get out of my comfort zone. Thanks for the opportunity. These kinds of things are hard for me to do. We took an amount of United States currency and put it in a brown paper bag. And we gave it away. And it blessed somebody greatly. But the person that gave it received the blessing also. See, this is what you do as a family. This is how you react. This is what you go and do. I was looking through pictures with my family of my family this week, Mary, is, Mary was going through a, a cabinet that just needed to come to Jesus and organized. And I'm so thankful for that she does that. I like to do it, like I said, a trash can and just kind of do this. And, and I, I'm thankful that she she could go through the things and not throw away things that are important. Because the things that she found in there, she put on my desk. And she doesn't know anything about this. She just set the pictures there so they wouldn't get tossed away. And I sat down and I looked you know, you look at the first picture, and you're like, "Wow!" There's was a picture of Emma when she was about two and a half, and I'm like, "Man, she's six. Where does this time go?" And I began flipping pictures, and just there were there were pictures of me and my mom and dad, and 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 just other pictures of our family. And you know, God doesn't do things just accidentally. Okay, I prepared this sermon a while back, and. Mary didn't know what I was speaking on, and those pictures just happened to show up on my desk this week as I was studying. And I started going through those pictures, and these things just started coming back. But I wonder, we're going to dive in for this week and the next three weeks, talking about family. Some of us in here take a step back when we say the word family. We don't have a good experience. If you read the community email, there was a little intro to my sermon series about family. If you don't get the community email, please give me your email, and I will give it to the person that sends it out, and we'll get it to you. If you were able to come to Connect Group this week, the title of the lesson was Forever Family. Talking about when death happens, and it will, that we can have hope in a, in a God that forever Forever. Has anybody seen the Sandlot? Okay, the movie set. Forever. Okay. If you haven't seen the Sandlot, please watch that movie. But there were people. There were people. We we do things on purpose here at Connection. That some of you come in and you're like, Oh, well, this just happened to be this song. No, this just that happened to be a song. Josh found a song. Anybody tell me the different? It was a different version. But Sister Sledge song that was playing this morning. We are family. That's what I heard some of you people singing. You're coming by like, we are family. There's, there was one lady that opened up, her, uh, opened up her worship handout and says, we are family. Before she even knew the song was coming on, and she came up next to me, and she goes, she goes, you know what this reminds me of? I go, what? We are family. So it, you know who you were, and now that I know that you can sing, I'm going to come approach you. <laughs> this, isn't this, this, this not what family does? Is this not what family does? When we invite people into our home, I'll tell you what. Monday night was one of the most, one of the greatest experiences of my life in my house. We had family over. Blood related? Nope. Church related. Blood related. Through our Savior. And they came in, and we ate things, and we discussed the forever family study, and we were family. I'm pulling this from the connect group, so if you didn't have a chance to get to the connect group this week, I want to ask you a question. If you went to a high school that had this, was there anything special that some of the guys wore on Fridays to school in the fall? Football jerseys, or Letterman jackets, but football jerseys, right? Why? Okay, everybody say it again at the same time. Okay, we had a game. Okay, football game. I remember I didn't play, I didn't play football. Okay, uh, there, were, there were very violent, huge guys in the high school that I moved to, large, and uh, as a junior in high school, I was about 5'7", in this shape, this is round, and I'm like, I do not want to mess with this dude, but I didn't play football, but I noticed these guys, and I would stand, I would stand in the hallway, maybe you did too, maybe you were one of the football players, maybe you were this guy, I remember I'd stand in the hallway, and I'm like, man, this is so cool. And I don't want to play with them. But this is so cool. And when, when it was a baseball day, I remember we wore, we wore our jerseys to school. Now watch. For an instant, every other day of the week, we were ordinary students. Every other day of the week, if you were that athlete that wore that jersey, you were a, you were a regular Joe at your high school, wherever you went. But on that special day, you were a part of something elite, part of something important. You had access where other fans did not. Normal fans can't sit in the stands and just go walking on the field. You can't go to the locker room. You can't hear the plays. Oftentimes in that family is that I still have people on my cell phone that I played baseball with in high school. It's that type of unity, that type of just, man, we sweat together. We bled together. You, You know what I'm talking about. We dove in together. And it was those type of guys that still impact my life today. I could call them. They don't even live near me. They live in another state. I could call them, and they would come over from Missouri. If I really needed them, they'd come over here. That's what family is. That's what family does. Connection exists as that type of family. We're not elevated above another family, but we exist as a family unit if we plug ourselves in. We live our life together. We laugh together. We cry together. And this morning and last week, especially, I'm telling you, I'm up here. You can ask the members of the band. We worship together. Again, I can't tell you what you sound like coming this way. It's, it's awesome. I see people just completely uninhibited and say, God, I understand that this week has been bad, but you are bigger than my stuff. That's what we see A family allows people to be a part of something that they may not have had growing up. Maybe you didn't have that experience. Maybe you didn't have that togetherness when you grew up. Maybe it wasn't there. I'm sorry. I really, really am. But you're sitting yourself in a place right now where if you would connect in the right places, you can be a part of something that is special. You can be a part of a group of people that's only desire is to lift up God and to serve others. Something that the world thinks is unimportant. I watched today as a person walked in. I just watched. I, st- I stood back and watched. And this person walked in. Immediately, immediately, these are not this is not a regular attender. Immediately people began be, they walked up. They introduced themselves. I could, see, I could see on this person's face, they just went from kind of, oh, I'm really scared to come into this church. And all of a sudden, man, this is cool. Then their face really lit up when that person said, you know, the bathroom's around the corner, but the coffee is over there. And I heard this, and we serve Dunkin' Donuts coffee. It's, it's up there with caribou coffee, pretty good. And if you've had caribou coffee, you know what I'm talking about. But their face lit up, a church family should exist to encourage, to pray for, and to fellowship with its members. It should. It should. You have the opportunity. But the church family should always extend ourselves into our community. We should always be seeking, even on our own, with 50 cents. Listen, I did a Touch Someone's Life gift two weeks ago with 50 cents. And I told you last week I was going to try to meet that guy on Thursday morning. He avoided me. He might be 70, but that dude is fast. <laughs> He's quick. I'll get him. There are people that you know, that you work with, that you live with every single day, that you work with, that want desperately what you have right here. And some of you are nodding your head. You understand. You know. Some of you have never been a part of anything like this before. You understand. In the book of Ephesians this morning, Paul is writing to a church in Ephesus. We're going to be in chapter 4 if you want to begin turning there. Ephesians chapter 4, if you don't know where that is, in the front of your Bible, there'll be a table of contents. Look at the, look at the page number, just flip to it. If you're sitting next to a connection person that knows, lean over and say, hey, can you help me find Ephesians? That's what family does. Family helps out. But Paul's writing to a church in Ephesus. If you've ever read Ephesians completely, a majority of the headings throughout the book of Ephesians talk, to, talk about family or they talk about unity. In my opinion, they go very much hand in hand. Paul, I think, is trying to get that point across. How about this? Those of you that played sports, maybe played football, you could have five all-staters on your team. You know, the All-Staters, the big guys. Or in college, you could play a team with three All-Americans. That's a whole other ballgame. But if those people do not play together with the team, they will not be as successful as they could be. Or they might win simply because they have a majority of talent. But they couldn't, maybe not be able to play like they could. If there are five people at your work that are great employees, but they do not strive to work together for the good of the company, oftentimes the company will not succeed as it could. You understand? See, it's all about unity. It's all about us doing what we do and doing it to the best of our ability. In the same way, our church should do this. These are some things that we are called to do at Connection. Called, not option. Called. We are called to love each other. Many of us here, we do not have time. We do not have days for people to tell the stories of love that they felt that connection. By the way, speaking of pictures, speaking of family, speaking of love, some of you will get this. Anybody that was in uh, the primary center on October, I believe it was 7th or 14th, it was one of the first two or three Sundays. Maybe it wasn't. First couple months. All I remember is this: we have a we have a red a red tote, and she's she's sitting right here. We have a red tote at home that has the white rope handles. Does anybody remember what you guys put in that when we when we when we came to church? What, what did you put in it? M and M's, Matt and Mary, get it? We got pounded. That's what it's called. There were pounds of M and M's to fill it up. It was awesome. We still have some of those M and M's. No, we don't. We don't. <laughs> Not at our house. Those go away fast. But I noticed that picture. I saw that picture not too very long ago. And I thought about that. Good grief. You guys didn't even know us. And, they, and you thought, huh, this would be a cool way to show our love. How do you show love? Well, you buy a 50-cent cup of coffee or you buy a bag of M&Ms. And seven years ago, they weren't as expensive as they are now. But we live life together. We fellowship together. We cry together. We worship together. We are family. Some of you all day long are going to get in your car and go, Matt, I'm going to hurt you because I'm going to sing, we are family, all day. Before we get into the scripture, I just want us to bow our heads. God, we thank you so much for this opportunity today. God, I want to thank you for a group of believers that I consider family. We've lived life together. We understand each other. And we understand that the, the big importance in both of our relationships is to worship God. So this morning, God, we ask you, show us, show us, show us what we can learn from these verses from Paul. In your name we pray. Amen. If you have your Bibles and, you, and you've already flipped there, we're going to be in Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 1. He says this, Paul's writing, he says, therefore I, a prisoner for serving the Lord. Matt, the last three weeks, all we've heard is prisoner or slave. This has got to be negative. This, again, is not a negative term. I do not have time to go into this big time. It's a term meaning that Paul gave it all away. It was not legal for Paul to preach about Jesus Christ where he was. Was not legal. They said, Paul... You got to quit it. Paul, you got to quit it. Paul, you got to quit. Okay, go to jail. Quit, seriously. Dude, we like you. Just go to jail. Quit doing what you're doing. But he couldn't. He says this I'm a prisoner for serving the Lord. I beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling. You have been called by God. I don't know where you are or if you currently understand what called by God means. But it is a big deal. Because as a church, as a believer of Jesus Christ, even if you separate yourself from connection and you're completely alone and by yourself, as a believer in Jesus Christ, you have been called. You have been. Because you have entered into a relationship and now you are responsible for passing on what you know. God has chosen us. To be representatives of Jesus Christ. Some of you already are backpedaling. No, don't put me in the same category as Jesus. Listen, the Bible says to seek to be like Christ. It doesn't mean that you're ever going to get there, but it means your whole life you need to try. Seek God in everything you do. Whether you eat a drink, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. You're called. If you have been in Connect Group this month, we've been studying what it's like to be a part of God's family. You know, this last month has been awesome because we learned that we can worship together and we learned that when this stuff happens, this big stuff that's all negative, that's really easy to focus on just to get our minds completely bad and negative, we've learned that if we are a follower of Jesus Christ, we're not only are we called, but we are all going to be forever family. Forever. (laughs) If you wear glasses, they're gone. M&M's are fat free. We're going to be together forever. And we're going to be in a place where my grandpa told me, and I've told you this before. But we're going to be in a place where my grandpa says, I'm going to be in a place so awesome. And it's going to be so amazing. That we're not going to have these because I'm certainly not going to wear pavement on my hand. See, we're going to be in a place forever together. But on earth, we've been chosen to represent Jesus Christ. Paul is challenging these guys. He's challenging us to live a life worthy of that. Is it easy to not feel worthy? Man, the feeling of inadequacy can sneak up on you like that. You're not really that good. Well, you might have had a pretty good week, but Tuesday you really fell off the wagon It's easy for us to not feel worthy But if connection exists to becomes friends and family with all people We will meet people that feel this way There will be people that walk in here. There are people here today that feel that Right here They could be sitting right next to you. It might be you you feel inadequate If they knew half the stuff that I've done, they'd never even consider me to stay here at church. Look at your worship handout. It's going to be in the first page. Just open that up. There's going to be some sermon notes. Maybe you can go over it later this week. But here's what we think about you that feel inadequate right here. It says this, at Connection, we are not concerned about your past, but we are very concerned with your future. Oh, these are words that you do not find everywhere. You are accepted at connection. Now listen. Now watch. There are certain societies, certain clubs, there's nothing wrong with them, okay? There's nothing wrong with being a member of a country club. But on certain days, if you're an outside person, you can't come and play golf because you don't belong. I mean, everybody knows that, right? Some of you are familiar with this. Some of us spend the least amount of money that we can on a Cardinals ticket and sit up by Hardee's on third baseline, and you know where that is. That's like up here. But it comes about the fifth inning. You suddenly think, hey, this says ground level. No, it doesn't. And you're trying to sneak down. Guess what? They check tickets there. Some of you, some of you are going, I know. <laughs> to get down to the ground level, to get to the good seats. Your Hardy's ticket up in Planet Stratosphere doesn't work down on ground level. But at Connection, you are accepted. I want you to know that if you are sitting in this place right now, I have experienced this. I was an outsider that came in on September 27, 2007 to play my guitar in the worship center. And we printed out little handouts that look like this. I was accepted from the very first time I stepped through the door. I knew Connection was different. I thought it was weird. But I knew it was different. I knew it was different. I knew it was just not the same that I'd experienced. At Connection, when I walked through that door the very first time, those people were not concerned about what was in my past. Not one person came up to me and said, Oh, what have you struggled with in your life? We don't don't know if we want to accept you here. No, it was, we love you. In fact, a month and a half or two months after we were there, we were given, literally, we were given like 30 pounds of M&Ms. It was the greatest day in the world. They accepted us. They knew nothing, really, honestly. They did not know Mary and I intimately, and they accepted me. People that only think about the past are people that keep score. And we don't have time for that here. We have a world and a community to reach, and we are not into keeping score. We are very concerned with your future. Oh, yeah, you've messed up in the past. Welcome to connection. I have a past, too. But we're concerned about your future. You're accepted here. Some of you have not heard that word in a very, 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 very long time. Because of ink on your arm, you say, Well, I'm not accepted somewhere. You are here. You are. We have great people with awesome, cool tattoos that would love to talk with you. There's one guy in this church that has a shirt that says, Jesus loves me and my tattoos. We exist to accept people because that's what we do. We are not going to keep score. We don't, under, we don't need to understand what happened a few years back or last week. We're not concerned about your past. We're, we're concerned with your future. We believe a connection. We believe something crazy. Watch this. Not only do we accept you, but we think and believe that God has a plan for you. We think that you're here because God wants to grow you. I've had a couple people that expressed just their, their, their kindness to me this week. They said, Matt, you're really not the same person that you were seven years ago. Heck no, you should ask my wife. We get along a lot better. I learned how to curb myself to the, to the, to the curb. Hey, what, what you always want doesn't necessarily need to be what all happens. We have a better relationship. God has grown me through mentors, through you. Some of you have just changed my life. And it's been incredible. But we say that we're a family. What kind of characteristics? exist as a family of connection look at verse two it says this characteristics always be humble and gentle if someone were to watch you in everyday life would they see these two things do not answer this out loud paul's talk watch this paul's talking to some of the same people just like us people that do not have all the right answers people that mess up he's talking to them he says listen always be humble and gentle why Matt, you don't know who, pe- who, who I work with. I can't be humble with the people that I work with. I can't be gentle with the people that I work with. I wonder how many times God has been humble and gentle with us when he should have been the other way. Now, the second word up here that we're getting ready to talk about is really not my favorite word. Be patient. Man, humble, gentle, patient. This is not funny. Hey, these are the characteristics. But watch. When we see people at Connection plug in, when we see people at Connection connect group, worship clean, take these steps, play in the band, sing, run sound, we start to see these attributes. I've mentored a couple guys that five years ago, they would tell you this. I'm just telling you for them. They wouldn't practice much of this. There's a time in my life I didn't practice much of this. But now, I saw one of them do this. A young, a young kid was in the worship center and he's running with a cup of water. Oh no. He's running with a cup of water. And he spilled it. Didn't go on the carpet, kind of splashed up a little bit on the on the on the paint on the on the white and on the purple. And I watched as that young man told me, he said, I'll get some paper towels and clean that up. I don't want the watch, watch. I don't want it to be noticed on the paint. That kid was just messing around. I didn't mean to do that. And I got to introduce this, you know. And I told him, I said, you know, you could have reacted completely differently than you did. And we discussed a saying that I've heard a long time ago. It says, if you don't have a mess, you don't have a ministry. And I said, as long as there are messes to clean up, as long as there's our little kids running around here, we're going to be good. And he shook his head, oh, that's going to get emotional. It's a big deal. That's a a cool lesson. But some of these people did not always used to practice that. It says, be patient with each other. Make allowances for each other's faults because of your love. Patient? You've got to be kidding me. I'm tired of being patient. You see that? You're not patient? Again. I don't want to work on patience. You know, some people joke and say, I don't want patience, so I'm not going to pray for it. Because when you pray for it, God gives you the opportunity to practice it, right? You don't understand what these people have done to me or my family. Hmm. Have they said bad things about you and your family? On that awesome social media site called Facebook? To your face on a text message? Jesus says this. Jesus says, if you're going to be the family that affects your community, you're going to be patient, you're going to be gentle, and you're going to be kind, and you're going to be humble. He gives us the great example that's ever been on earth. Some of you would see the loophole. You say, well, Jesus went into the temple and tossed tables around and got mad. He had every single right on planet earth. (laughs) A family forgives. Some of you are are getting uncomfortable. He said humble, gentle, patient, kind, and now we're talking about forgiving. I don't think I want any more of this. Listen to me. Listen, a family like us, we forgive. It says, when is the last time you've forgiven something? Not because you had to. You know, we get on to Emma or Lydia, and we want them to understand how to ask for forgiveness or tell them the other one they're sorry. This happens quite regularly. I have kids. They're normal, okay? They do stuff wrong. Not having to say, Lydia, you need to apologize to your sister. When's the last time that God said, Matt, you need to forgive this person? I can tell you right now, it's not easy to hear and it's not easy to do. But after the fact, you have no idea the blessing and and the, the movement that God made in my life because of that. As a family, we are to forgive. If you practice humility and gentleness, patience, kindness, and forgiveness, whenever a storm happens in this church, you see family members go like this. I got you. I got you. You mean something to me. I've got you. You're going through a storm, and I heard a song one time at church. It says, I am holding on to you. In the middle of the storm, I am. Let me talk to you about that. Listen, I have people that hold me. They come up beside me. They give me a knuckle bump. They give me a hug around on the shoulder. In your worship handout, it says this. Being a part of connection means belonging to a family. He's belonging to a family. Throughout Ephesians, Paul's family words and, you, and you, unity words, they, they, they come regularly. He goes on in verse 3. It says this. It says, make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit. Unity. Unity does not just happen. It does not just happen. You have to work at it. Derek Jeter, whether you are a Yankees fan or not, must understand that Derek Jeter was one of the greatest shortstops to ever play the game of baseball. He is. A career 320 hitter. For all we know, he's clean, didn't play with any enhancement drugs, never got in trouble, always a class act. That doesn't just Happen. If you were to interview Derek Jeter, he would probably say this. you say, how many ground balls did you take before you took one in Yankee Stadium? He would probably say millions. He did not become who he was. Just like that. He had to work at it. You could talk to some of our musicians. I guarantee you, one of them just didn't walk up to this and... Or... And they can't even sing what he can play. You have to work at it. Being united as a church... You have to work at it. It's the practicing of forgiveness. It's being gentle and kind. Differences among people can often cause conflict and division. Mm-hmm. It can. I've been asked, "What do you do? You, are you guys like to? I mean, are you guys like a family at Connection?" The greatest word in my entire vocabulary that I can say is "yeah." I belong to something that is a big deal. Because I told several people this morning, I said, I'm so glad that you are part of my family. Well, we're not related to you. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. There are people here that sacrifice their preference. See, this is part of family. They sacrifice their preference. We have people that give of their workday to come make our property look more beautiful. Less trash in it. They mow the grass, burn brush piles, they paint lines, they clean out gutters. Their names are not in the message map because they've sacrificed their preferences. I don't need to be in, I don't have my name in lights. I want to give because God has given to me. They're a part of our family. But we're united in spirit and it goes on and says, binding yourself together with peace. One of the top answers in the world for Miss America. What what could you wish for? World peace. (laughs) Now, we we say that jokingly, but here's the deal. Would you not like to go through a life? Listen, rewind to last week. I don't know your week. Would you not like to rewind last week and play from Sunday to Saturday and have nothing but peace? You would think that you died and went to heaven. You wouldn't, you wouldn't physically think that you were here. Listen, God says, I have this stuff for you, but you've got to plug in and you've got to understand. You have to make every effort to keep yourself united, binding yourself together. He goes on in verse 4, it says this, For there is one body and one spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. We talked about this this week at Connect Group, Forever Family. It, in that lesson, it talked about this. It talked about God considering us, Watch. If we have a relationship with Jesus Christ, God the Father calls us equal to God, or to equal to Jesus. He says we're co-heirs. We're brothers and sisters with the guy that died for us. He says that we're, if you've had a bad day, please read that. You're important. You're special. You're, and there's a whole group of us One body, one spirit, and one hope. Some of you have probably seen the movie Drumline. We're like, shouldn't do all this cool thing? I wish I could do that. That's really awesome. But the band director says one band, one. One band, one sound. Everybody together. Because if one snare is off, everybody notices it. They're to play together. Unified and together. At Connection, we celebrate that there is one God. He's it and he's all we need. And we celebrate in the hope of one glorious future when we are done here. We can celebrate in that. There's a glorious hope. Jesus tells his disciples, he says, right before he gets ready to walk in, ascend into heaven, he tells them this. He says, guys, listen. This is my paraphrase. It's not how it's recorded in the scripture. He's like, hey, guys, listen. I'm getting ready to go to a place where you can't go. Why on earth would Jesus spend three years going into a ministry and then lie to the guys that he was closest with? He didn't. He says, where I'm going to go, you can't go yet. Because you what? You still have work to do here. You can have hope in the future because he says this. Where I'm going, I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if it was not so, I wouldn't tell you. That is the thing that goes off in my brain when I'm driving down the road and I have that water bottle in my hand. And that that praise song is going on. And I, I remember that future, that hope that I have, because I come from something that's not that. And God has given me that, and I can say, God, I cannot wait. Oh, I have work to do. We all do. But I can't wait. If you look in your worship handout, it says this, the next blank. The key to a good family is unity. Some of you could go on for hours. I would say, how does a family that doesn't have unity work? Some of you could go for hours. It doesn't work at all. It doesn't work this way. It doesn't work this way. It doesn't work this way. Those of you that understand what family is, either here at Connection or at your home, And you have unity. You can tell me. Last night. I got to eat tombstone. One of my favorite things in the world. It's not great for you. I'll have to run later this week. But I ate tombstone pizza. And they were baked. French fries. Now I believe all food has a dipping sauce. So I use ketchup and hot sauce. For pizza and french fries together. Some of you are going, ooh, gross, okay? When they unite, they're better. Unity, okay? (laughs) And we always give our our three-year-old and our six-year-old a chance to pray at, at dinner. Why? Because that's important for us. We want to teach them how to pray, how to talk to God. Because one day they're going to encounter a storm, and they're going to understand that they have to be together. If something ever happened to Mary or me, they're going to have to be united together. And they're going to have to be united in a God that gives them the hope and the strength to get past that. Do you understand where I'm going on this? Never have I been more proud than my daughter last night. She's six. She said, I'll pray. It's not not abnormal. I said, okay. She prayed for our food. And she prayed individually for everybody that was sitting around that table. Now, if you don't think that there's unity... In the teachers of our young kids. She didn't just learn that from us. And she prayed. I tell you what. Next time a six-year-old prays for you, you come and tell me how that makes you feel. I could have preached last night. I'm like, well, I'm telling them this. The key to a good family is unity. Here's the, here's the key. United people understand where to go. They know where to turn. Oh, yeah. Dude, we had a bomb that was dropped on our church. And for most churches, it would have shaken the foundation of the church, and there would have been people crazy. Not this one. They said, oh, yeah, that that was bad. That was bad. So what do we need to do? This is what I saw all week. This is what I saw all week. I had people come up to me, put their arm around me. Wednesday night, I had a guy come up and do that to me. Right on the money, time-wise. Right on the money. He goes, I just want to let you know that I love you. I didn't have the relationship you did with him, but I'm sorry. I love you. (sighs) It was so awesome. He understood. Listen, man, I can't take that away, but know that I'm right here. I'm unified with you. If you need to fall down, I'm going to be right here. He goes on in verse 5 in chapter 4. It says this. There is one Lord. We believe at connection that we are to worship the one and the only God. The God that spoke things into existence. We believe that he had a son. And there's a spirit that's part of a trinity, a Godhead. And after God spoke this world into existence and sin happened and there was a split between the relationship between humans and God that he did not create, sin happened, it caused that gap. He says, I have the key to have a relationship with them and I'm going to send my son to die. And that connection, we will not water that down. He came to earth, Jesus came to this earth, he was really killed, he was really raised to to, to life by his dad, God, on the third day, and he did that to conquer our sin in our life if we accept that. That we all can be united in one God. One. We have one faith. We put all of our faith in God alone. That's it. Some of you could tell me stories about past addictions or hurts or habits or hangups. And you said you can physically tell me because I've walked through this life with you. You say, Matt, you you were there to help me, but God alone got me out of that. And I can say, yeah, you're right. I'm not angry like I used to be. I'm not codependent like I used to be. And if you can join us next Sunday, we're going to be united as a family through one baptism. And no, it's not misspelled in your worship handout. Dunked is spelled D-U-N-K apostrophe D in Connection World. And we're going to baptize people. And we're going to celebrate. How does Connection celebrate? We're going to have chicken wings. There. Now I told you what we're having. Now come. We're going to baptize people. We're going to... Yeah. You think we're going to have a good time next week? Yes. Why? Because we're going to celebrate that we have one God and one faith. And these people are going to show you I've made that profession of faith. Now Matt, dunk me. We're going to celebrate it. And then we're going to eat. Watch. Watch. Together. Together. He goes on in verse 6. One God and Father of all who is over all, in all, and living through all. The one Lord, the one faith, the one baptism, and one God unite us all together. We are all different. We are all different. Each one of you holds a, a, a separate little, only yours, piece of the puzzle. You, you own it. You're here. You have it. What you do with that piece is up to you. But when all those pieces come together and you put them in where they belong, we see the total picture. And the total picture for Connections sees this big arm stretching out to our community. We're not a church with these walls. You that leave are the church. This church is a building with carpet, and wood, and steel, and wires, and lights, and that's it. You are the church. Some people play instruments, some people greet people, some people clean toilets, some people vacuum floors, whatever your puzzle piece is. When everybody puts their puzzle piece together, the final result is a great big picture of family. And you know what I'm talking about. I see that when people get to come into my house not because they just come over to visit because we ask him to come over intentionally on purpose we even cook food for them to eat but we are family that is connected in and unified in this it's the last thing on your worship handout at connection we must be unified together in our faith our love And our vision. This church exists not for one person. Not for a group of people. This church exists. To seek to work together as a group. To affect a community. To make an impact on Mount Vernon and its extended areas. To make an impact here. We believe that everyone here has their own puzzle piece to give. Each person has your own talent. Now, Matt, cleaning a toilet is not a talent. Yeah, it is. It is. My mom made sure I knew that talent at about age five. My dad's joke to me was, whoever you marry, they're going to understand that you know how to do dishes and laundry. It's one of the greatest things that they ever taught me how to do. Ask Mary. She goes, you know how to do laundry? You just saw our eyes. I'm like, oh, boy. (laughs) But in this church, we seek to work together. So if you have a talent in drawing things or you have a talent in making music or leading singing or beating on drums or adjusting knobs and slides, you have a piece to give. We can join together. God wants us as a church, as a group, to be united in our faith and our love and our vision. And one of those visions is for connection to affect this community. And we're going to get to that right now. Do you have your Touch Someone's Life gift? Two sacks again. Wow. People that don't regularly attend connection and you've never seen this, I want to show you something again. I have three hundred and forty two dollars in two separate sacks of one hundred and seventy one twenty three per bag. This You're sitting beside people that understand what it's like to be a family and to give. I'm going to ask a couple people, if they would, to come forward and give this out. There's going to be a slip of paper that tells you what to do, and I would ask, if you get this, please, there's information on it to uh, get us your story as quick as we can. We like to put those in the worship handouts. So if maybe you've done this before and haven't got me your story, please email it to me. We can can use those. But uh, Nicole Kohler, does she leave? She's right here. She's with the baby. All right, how about Dustin Downing? Lee, have you done this? Lee, down. There's instructions right there. Just give me your story whenever you're done. And I'll send it to the right people. $342. <laughs> a Connection, this morning, you took a chance to come in here and sit down to sit in a very, very safe place to be involved with a group of people that understand what it's like to live in love like Jesus Christ and exist because we exist together. Let's pray. God, we love you. Thank you for giving Paul those words about unity and family. Thank you, God, that I'm able to come to church with a group of people that that understand family. God, and unity and vision. We love you, God. In your name we pray. Amen.